Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. H&X? What is that? What is wrong with you? What the heck was that, man? Did you see that at the end? Unbelievable. We're going to make a new one for every (laughs) show, you idiots. (laughs) Can't (laughs) be the up in there. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMV Nuggets Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Presented by Shady Rays and coming to you live. From the Legacy on. Club. Look at those, hey, those guys, shady rays. Hey, are you interested on. in looking uh, more middle-aged than you ever have? Not, <laughs> again, not the fault of shady rays at all. My face. That's the problem. <laughs> we're, he- we're here at the Legacy Club, the penthouse suite and bar here at Circa. I'm telling you, man, every day we get to see a new place at Circa, yeah. Circa Las Vegas. Unbelievable. It yeah. keeps raising the bar. This, honest to God, my favorite spot. What so about far. that? They room can't that raise the bar literally any higher well, yeah. than this. What about that dark room they took us in with no windows where we had to promise we couldn't say what happened in there? <laughs> by, <laughs> by what you're right. talking about what happened. Oh, my God. Can we edit this? <laughs> Can we start the podcast over? Guys, we got a great show for you today because just last night we got to watch the Summer League Nuggets for a second time. Ooh. We got to watch the Summer League Nuggets. I feel you like, guys, man, listen, I'm telling I you. This, I feel like we got to. I <laughs> yeah, like got I, to. I was going to say, man, this, it's times like these oh, where boy. I realize Is what Adam a hoops junkie oh, I am. Yeah. And not everybody can be on my level. I'm about on these your things. level, not, bro. You I are on my level, man. You love the hoops. No, honestly, yesterday, another chance to watch the Nuggets, and I feel like I just have more information, you know, which is what we're here for, mm-hmm. to more to analyze with these guys and to kind of figure out. And I want to go through it. In fact, I feel good enough to say that I know this. I, we can talk about what now are emerging as the strengths and weaknesses yeah. of each of these players, yep. especially with how that translates to the NBA level. So I'm excited to get into all of that. Also, there's this new NBA tournament. I don't know if you guys heard about it, in-season tournament that much to my surprise, I'm in. What? I'm in. I'm excited. So we're going to talk about all of that together. And look at once again, I got the fellas. Harrison wins with me. Uh, day four. How long have we been here? Four. Fourth day, baby. Day four in Las Vegas. I'm feeling incredible. <laughs> I really am. This is actually the best I have felt in Vegas. Mostly, I've taken two days of rest. Over here, I got D-Line Co. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, me, I know why Adam's feeling great is because he's uh, late night with the fella. Poison! He ruined the night. <laughs> he had to go to bed early. Everyone was out having fun. Adam was like talking about his well-being, which, yeah. again, very taboo subject in Las Vegas with the fellas. Very big Your well-being? <laughs> no, none of the fellas care, care about your well, well-being. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. About the, that was your lady friend in your life. So who cares? Well, we're here for the <laughs> D-line, uh, D-line. good time, not a I can't time. believe you're doing this. Did we did or did we not we make did. money oh, at the table last night? We set the table on fire. My guy. Literally. And you. then we also won money at the table. <laughs> yeah, we were on fire. <laughs> no, we, really, we had a hot corner going. Like uh, the, Hot the, corner. The... Like, it has not been seen in these parts for some time. This morning, I was like, Adam and I 
killed it last night. I won $150. Adam won $250, and then I was like, if I was, or whatever. But I was like, <laughs> maybe I won $200, whatever. I, think you won. I actually think you won $200. So. But, but, but I was like, if I was hired to do a job that night, and they gave me a check for $200, I'd be like, I got taken advantage. <laughs> 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 but it was fun. And then, you know, behind every, you know, Duo that's on fire. There's somebody in the background just cheering them on. Oh, we Dev. had the best cheer guy going oh, yesterday. God, Superstar Dev. See, Look that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I saw the support. I'm a support guy. I'm a vibes guy. Um, real I'm fast. The guy. way to get up here, because I didn't come with the rest of you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What an insane way to get to this location <laughs> yeah, right now. It that was, can't be the actual way to get up I here, was right? going behind curtains. I was going behind yeah, like, clo- like, like doors. Service Everybody's looking back. Style. Yeah, service elevators. I get up here. It's just like two guys. One doesn't want to talk. No. I'm like, we went. what's his deal? It was like straight good fellas. Then I get it up. I hear, I hear a familiar voice. I hear you guys screaming. And yes. then I'm like, you know what? And then I see nothing but in... Like, this is immaculate views right here. I know. The real, the tragedy of this is that the, uh, it's, uh, Vegas is like the brightest, sunniest place on earth, but like not in a good way. Uh, there are these like insane panoramic windows everywhere, but we couldn't like capture it because you can see how bright it is coming through the, <laughs> through the, the window. But like, we're looking at like, just, it's gorgeous. We're yeah. actually and you're looking on, at us, uh, you idiots. We're on the same level that, Helicopters fly at. Yeah, or like there was a helicopter yeah. flying and below, I was just well below us, yeah. Right at eye level. Um, yeah, I, honestly. 60 floors up. So people have asked, like, hey, so Circa's sponsoring you guys or why, why do you keep shouting them out? Full disclosure, don't have to. Yeah. I just like this place sure. really is that dope. Like, we keep going to all these different places yeah. and. Again, they are rolling out the VIP treatment for us, so we, we you know, we're we're getting to see all of it. But I'm telling you, I hope you one day get the VIP treatment at Circus. It's dope. Very legitimately, like th- I mean, we, this has been said ad nauseum by us, but like the rooms themselves are of such high quality. Like Circa recognized, they understood the assignment, which was yeah. to redefine how people think about downtown Las Vegas. Right. It's like so they've like gone so above and beyond with the details, the things that matter, the water pressure uh-huh. alone in the shower. Showers. Are immaculate, um, but I'm telling you guys. So I think we're going to probably. I mean, who knows? It's a year away, but I think we're going to be back and doing this bigger and bigger. Well, this oh, year we, we cut. Well, yeah, but then we will for sure. <laughs> but we talked about this year, uh, kind of getting a group together, maybe having people come out and sign up. I'm telling you, it's going to happen next year for yeah. sure. Throwing events, throwing different stuff, and um, so. Remember all the excitement in our voices as we're talking about this because <laughs> it's going to be back next year. Um, but today, guys, let's get to the content here because we got to watch the Nuggets play yesterday. And once again, mixed reviews. You know, I kind of sense a theme sounds, here. Sounds like a summer league squad. It does sound like a summer league squad. I'm going to tell you off the top rope what my big takeaway is. Usually I go to you guys. I'm going to give you my big takeaway okay. because like a true sicko, I have watched both games now twice or a second time. Um I think that all of Summer League has to be f- viewed through the lens of the Nuggets are playing two small guards, and it's throwing everything I off. I thought Jalen Pickett was 6'4". No, no, I told you 6'2". <laughs> I put this out as soon as I saw <laughs> I the I thought he was 6'4". Yeah, yeah, everyone knows he's 6'2 with a ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing about it, but in all sincerity, like Jalen Pickett, I think, can be a one. Like the, His size is actually okay. The problem is he's play- last Colin, last yeah. night. Yeah, he's playing offensively next to a guy who's even shorter than him, and defensively last night because and we know this because we even talked to the coaching staff. They want Peyton Watson to guard AJ Griffin yesterday because that's more of a natural assignment, and Peyton's the most important guy. So it's like all right, we got to adjust. So what does that do? 
That puts Pickett on the power forward. Yeah. You were not happy about this. Well, no, I kind of was actually because the, it gave us a new, like, the, in a weird uh, way. The ad agenda was uh, uh-huh. firing at that moment. No, but it gave us, honestly, it gave us insight. No, it's into, true. Because it's, it's Pickett true. is going to have to switch and do different things. So it, it gave true. us a, a look at that. But the big broader point is it really is everything we're going to talk about is affected by that thing. And I hope in game three that the Nuggets go to just one point guard and bring the other one off the bench. I almost don't even care who it is because I just want those guys to be able to play coherent lineups. And I'll end, and then I'm going to throw it to you guys, but I'll end by saying this. I think the guy most affected by this easily, easily, is Julian Strother. And I'll get to him a little bit later, but I just wanted to throw out there. So this is my big takeaway, that analyzing these Nuggets is greatly affected by the fact that all of them are playing out of position. Yeah, and that we were on mescaline when we were watching. Yeah, that that too. On what? Mescaline. What's that? Uh, Whoa, man, that it was that thing I told you to take and not ask about. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. I wasn't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but Dev, I mean, am I? After watching two games, they they're giving up so many offensive rebounds, second chance points. They're so tiny, um, and then guys are just. You know, the skills that you're – the weaknesses or the skills that you're excited about. For example, Julian Strother is a big shooting guard. Hunter Tyson, he's a three, not a four. Well, guess what? They're all playing <laughs> the, the, up the position, so we don't even get to see that. Yeah. Um, before uh, we came out here, I said, hey, they don't have a big man. They don't actually have a big yeah. man. That's going to be, like, concerning. Um, and in this game, Grant Golden did not play, so right. that also put a wrench in it because it's only Kamigate who – is not coming over to the Nuggets. So when you look at the Nuggets um, roster or the guys that you're excited about, the draft picks, um, as well as Peyton Watson, you're like, these are pretty much all guards. So how are they going to make that work? You want to get a real look at them, but they're, you know, they are going to have to play out of position. Um, they are going to have to play to some of their weaknesses, and we've been seeing that in the first two games. So this wasn't um, a summer league team that you was just like, hey, they're going to win a lot of games. It's just like, what can you read out of it? And that is the big thing that's standing out right now is um, the size differential. But they're going in there and they're just they're they're trying and that's the thing that you have to take from it but also yeah you're going to see like strother play out of position and not you know get to go to the his strengths um Jalen pickett has looked okay and he's a, a guy that's going to come in and work hard on both ends of the floor no matter if he's playing a guard or if he's playing a, a, a wing he's he's guarding people and he's actually six two like that's right. that's that's tough and then also you have gillespie who is a smaller guard and he also has looked like he's been struggling with playing off ball so yeah it, it is just like trying to you know be versatile and, and change it up um on, on the fly yeah for me their big issue is that they can't get any rebounds like they're yeah. just getting they're smaller than everybody i don't care that i mean i thought it was going to be a little bit more balanced or at least natural when i first saw the lineup but i'm real i mean this is what happens you're like oh right like they're just like trying to see specific things like they're, yeah, yeah, they they're yeah. trying to win they're trying to not win i mean who cares like right. i realize this would be the most impactful trophy won in denver colorado <laughs> in the last years if we could pull this summer league trophy off i think they're like eliminated probably oh god damn it <laughs> no this is, i hate life nothing ever works out for us um, but it's like I, because yeah, you see that it's like, all right, why isn't Pickett running the the show? And it's like, all right, they want to see Colin Gillespie do it because he's yeah. he's the bigger question mark probably, uh, which is confusing because he's been around longer, but it hasn't been, you know, he's been physically unable to perform. So there's just like weird things. Like I, this is why it just in general summer league, I just can't, I can't look at a box score. I can't look like there's just so many things that 
you can look at. The, you're an eye test guy. You have to be. I mean, like, you guys either flash or they don't flash. But, like, there are so many mitigating factors on everything. A guy, a dependent-type player like Julian Strother is put in a bad spot because, you know, it. And he is missing game. shots. On his, the box score does tell one story, yes. and that's that he's a three-point shooter who's missed a lot. But we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but overall, you're right. The other stuff, though, is like. There's just lots of stuff that it's difficult because then, again, like a guy like P. Watt is exploring his game. A guy like, uh, yeah, Julian, I mean, uh, Jalen Pickett is put in odd positions. He was guarding somebody that was 6'9 yesterday. That was yeah. his matchup. <laughs> And he didn't do a horrible job, honestly. He did actually but, did, I'm going to get to it. He did a great but, job. But the problem is, like, then the, the – I mean, if we're analyzing the game yeah. uh, yesterday, uh, the Hawks got every rebound and yeah. made every shot. Yeah. The Nuggets missed half their shots and got no rebounds, yeah. and that didn't work. The, the rebounding, man, is – that's the big thing is I have no idea how to analyze this team defensively because there's just so many offensive – They suck. All of their threes – or not all – Oh, they had in this game. If we just talk about the game and the flow of the game, there were basically three runs that the Hawks had where I think Denver outplayed them for 32 of the 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. But there were three pockets in there where it was like four threes in a row, four threes in a row in the other pocket. And they were almost all off of offensive rebound, kick out for another three. And it's like, yeah, man, because you have some. Mark Smith trying to rebound out there, and he's like, he Dude, I feel like the, I feel like the Hawks got like eighty percent. Four of rebounds their, in seven minutes, Mark Smith. Hell yeah! Shout out, shout out, shout out Mark Smith. But I feel like the Hawks got like eighty percent of their own free throw misses. <laughs> yeah, like you're the, right. It was yeah. like out of control. It's kind of gone to like college basketball, where the best offense is just an offensive rebound. Totally. That's kind of what summer league is sometimes. Yeah. Um, but so I, I say all that to say that. When I, I'm glad I've gone back and watched these games the second time, because what stands out to me the first time is, to your point, Eric, things that pop, which are usually like big plays, right? Like a guy made yeah. a big play yep. somehow. But when I go back and rewatch it, the things that pop are you slow the game down, you see a play, you see the thing that popped, and then you're like, all right, let's rewind it and see well, why, why did it, why get, did it get there. And then you're seeing, you know, how well do guys read the court? How well do guys space? And I was talking to one of the Nuggets scouts after the game about, you know, what's your big takeaway? And he tells me, he goes, well, first of all, there's a lot of these guys don't understand NBA spacing and timing yet. Yeah. And, and if you start from that position, and then when you go back and rewatch the game, you're like, oh, yeah, like two guys are standing on the block right now, and this guy was, had a great drive, but he ran into a, another guy who didn't know where he was supposed to be, and so it clogged everything up. And that player maybe, like Colin Gillespie, gets blocked at the rim, and you go, man, he can't finish. And then you rewind it, and you're like, oh, Kamagate's like ran into him, <laughs> ran his guy into him, or this or that. So. Yeah. That's why I say that you have to really uh, – it's hard to really analyze. You have to, like, really break some, some of the stuff down. That being said, now that we got that caveat out, there are still some things very positive and very negative that I take away from here. And I want to start today by <laughs> – man, it, it, I, I don't care. Like, people are just going to be annoyed by this. I'm going to say this. There's two players to me that have really stood out overall in this uh, two games so far. Yep. And that is – First, Hunter Tyson. Yeah, it is. My guy, second-round pick. Greatest second-round pick of all time. <laughs> it's the best in Nuggets history, for sure. <laughs> but he um, he has looked good in both games, even on the rewatch, yeah. in that if you asked me, and, and actually the second guy is Jalen Pickett, no surprise for me. If you asked me why do those guys stand out, it's because they best understand basketball. They're also the two oldest guys on the, on the roster, at least at the draft picks. Yeah. So part of this makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. much more developed. Um, and then Peyton Watson has had those pops of, of moments, and he's had some really good stuff. But uh, 
live and on rewatch, it stands out to me how much he's like the feel of the game is is going to take a lot of catching up. So that that's that to me that's like the been the big standouts. Yeah, with Hunter Tyson, like you talked about how much chaos there is and how much guys like don't understand stuff. Him popping and him shining just kind of tells me that he actually understands basketball. Like yeah. he can really just, well. He can just go into any type of lineup. He can play with anybody and just shine because he just like goes out there and plays and has played at a high level in college for a while and just it comes more naturally to him than other guys. He's just like got that that overriding skill about him. So um I mean, he's been the biggest shining star for me so far in Vegas. Like that that's probably been my number one takeaway. Like Hunter Tyson looks the part. Like, he, he's looked the part in both games. Yeah, with those two players, um, specifically Hunter Tyson and um, Jalen Pickett, the last game was the one that, like, did it for me because when they two, when both of those guys stood out, it was late in the game yeah, uh-huh. when it was kind of, you know, Coach out of their hands. It, yeah. But it was like, okay, yeah. now I'm going to be aggressive. Yeah. It was, you know, I feel like they were just trying to do the natural feel. And for me, I think Colin has the best natural feel because he just is good in those settings. But with these two, they were just like, hey, I'm going to just take over yeah. now. Yep. And now I'm going to look at the rim. Now I'm going to try to score. I'm not going to try to show that I can run a summer league offense. Yeah. Jalen Pickett took like seven shots straight. Yeah. Hunter Tyson was like, he, I'm going to shoot it. I'm he did too, though. Yeah, he had a little yeah, run I'm going to start trying to score. And then that's what you're going to see with those two guys is like, okay, now I don't have to care about all those other things. I don't have to prove all those other things. Let me go get a bucket. Yeah. Um, let me show that I can be different. And they did show that they could be different in that setting. So that was like a, a very positive thing for those two for me. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Hunter Tyson, man. I really did not have any any expectations coming into Summer League. But, man, he's exciting. I, I Like you're saying, the fact that he shined late. I mean, I felt like not that's not the freeze out theory from before, but he just like, <laughs> he wasn't like that. That was they're an, still freezing I, him out. That was an incredible theory. I st- I stand by it. I, <laughs> um, I just think that these guys are rough and have only met each other for I, three but days. I do, I, there is something to this where it's like I gotta make my mark. I gotta, you know what I mean? It's so like less a, freezing out and more guys are like, so I gotta it, shine because I haven't shined yeah, yet. That, it, it's not like personal against him. It, it's not like oh we gotta shut this guy down. It's like all right, he's like he's got his. Yeah, like I, I got to get mine now a little bit, but um, but he wasn't part of the quote unquote offense at all that the this last game until the end when it broke down. It was like, okay, just go for it. Right. And I like, I, I just like that. I like that he hit the shots that were timely. I like that I shook his hand afterwards. He looked me in the eye like a gentleman. We exchanged pleasantries. He's my guy now. He's yeah. your guy. Well, he, with he Hunter, guy. with Hunter Tyson and, and Jalen Pickett also. They're the two most well-rounded guys on this team in terms of they don't have a ton of weaknesses, either one of those players. Like, those two can all dribble, pass, and score. Um, Hunter's dribbling, by the way, has stood out. We'll get to that later. But I thought he had no handle, and he actually has had some. They can both shoot it. I mean, Jalen Pickett, people were kind of down on him for his shot in college, but it was just because he didn't like to shoot that much. Gonna get to that one, too. Yeah. He's got a great great looking jump shot, man. Same with Hunter Tyson. Like, both those guys are just well-rounded basketball players. They're good at pretty much everything. I have another take for you, though, Eric, about why those guys shined at the end of both games. Both games, they got aggressive, right, and started looking for the shot. You said the same thing, Dev. I got a theory. This rotation so far has been Hunter off the bench and Pickett first to the bench and then comes back and runs the bench. Mm-hmm. And what's the bench? 
Cassius Stanley, <laughs> Mark Smith. You know, like it's been like guys that are not really NBA players, and on top of that, it's not really coherent lineups. But what happens at the end of the games in both games? They've taken the big off the court, and they've put Pickett and Tyson on the court together yeah. with other players. So the, like the Nuggets death lineup. That's what we're calling <laughs> well, it. The well, summer well, league death lineup. The heat, the, the death of heat, the, the well, exposure lineup. Well, what it really is is Hunter has played most of more minutes than anyone with bench guys, and then usually with Pickett alongside him. But then it's like two or three non-shooters here, you know, whatever. At the end of games, you have Strother, Peyton, and Colin, yep. two guys that are great shooters, and then one guy that is a good slasher. And then you've got Pickett and uh, Hunter Tyson, another shooter, and. We'll get to this later, but the spacing is great. The lineup is great. They don't have a big guy, but to me, it's like, oh, now these guys are shining. That's NBA spacing yeah. that they have, they're playing with, and yeah. that's like regular coherent basketball. So for me, p- college players – college is, is funny. NCAA is funny, especially a place like Clemson or, or Penn State where there's not that many good players on the team. There's, there's this, and this is true for most teams outside of like Kentucky or this or that where – College basketball usually features like one really good player, two okay guys, and then a bunch of guys that are like pretty limited. And it screws things up. Like how well do those guys read the court? Usually not that great. Hunter Tyson to me, part of what's exciting about him is when you get to the NBA level, it's way smarter, especially a championship team. And I think he actually shines when smart people are around him because then his smart stuff is rewarded and, 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 and shines. So that's one of my big takeaways for him is I'm like, you know what? I think he might be one of these guys that actually looks better at the top level yeah. than he did at the bottom level yeah. because the stuff he does well isn't always rewarded. Um, we got to keep it moving. On the other side, though, we're going to start going through all these guys. And I'm going to give you – I'm going to share some of my perspective on oh, what I think are their biggest strengths and, <laughs> and biggest weaknesses. <laughs> and you guys can agree or disagree. Oh, can't wait. Shit. <laughs> Shady Rays, guys, take on the sun with oh, gear built to last. Look at this, at Shady Rays, man. The future of this ad read is so bright. I gotta wear my Shady Rays. Shady Rays hooked us up, all of us, with uh, sunglasses here for Vegas. Man, have we needed them? I can't. Uh, I can't walk one foot without somebody saying, "Are those Shady Rays? Yes. They look incredible." It's an absolute requirement for summer league in Vegas. It's a requirement for summer everywhere. <laughs> Make sure to take on the sun with your built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, they've got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. You can go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. Just go to ShadyRays.com. They've got so many different designs. Just scroll their whole website. They got something for everybody. If you want to check out Shady Rays in person, you can shop their entire collection at their brand new location at Park Meadows Mall in Denver. It's a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. What? No questions asked. Dude, I always always get the two for one. I wear mine you know look get out of my life i don't need your (laughs) don't talk to me about the way i've treated my shady rays i'll replace them as i see fit i always like to buy a two for one because i i wear them they look incredible i get stopped i keep mentioning this keep another pair in my pocket if uh, somebody shows the just slightest, to whip it out. If somebody shows the slightest bit of human interest in me, I give them a pair of Shady Rays wow. so you can buy them as a friend. A true man of the people. <laughs> ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Also, of course, we're coming to you from Circa Resort and Casino where we've been doing the shows all weekend, man. Shout out to Circa. They have absolutely rolled out the red carpet for us. We were... Um, 
down at the sports book a couple days ago. Yesterday, oh, yeah. we were at the pool doing the show. Uh, today here, we're at the Legacy Club, 60th floor of Circa. 60th? Top That's floor. Tall building, man. And if you want to play your I'm scared of heights. Yeah, if you're interested in seeing us, just hang out at Victory Burger. We'll show up at some point. <laughs> we'll probably be at Victory Burger uh, <laughs> later. Great burgers. I mean, I can't do burgers. Dude, I great burgers, say, great salads. I think it's the fries that I'm like the most. Great into. fries. I feel, I'm a, I feel a little basic in this take, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, Circus Sports Million and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are here. They're live. When you're in Vegas, stop by the Circus Sportsbook for a chance to win the $1 million top prize and quarterly prizes throughout the season uh, for Circa Million and an $8 million prize for the last entry standing for the Circa Survivor. So okay. a couple other okay. great contests to get in with Circa. There's a mountain with snow on it. We're so high up, I can see a mountain that has snow on it. We're in we're in Las Vegas. Do you see this? Hold on. Look at this mountain with snow on it. There's that, no way that that's snow. That has to be like a, Look at it. a Vegas creation right there. Do you see it? Like it actually it, might be snow. You're right. Yeah. I feel like that I've was, never been this high in Vegas. Uh, but I feel like, like Harrison, I feel like that was flown in by a sultan. Yeah, or that's like <laughs> definitely <laughs> some like exhibit. Like, come see snow in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. yeah. the, the white party thrown by some imam <laughs> michael rubin's party is up there um <laughs> holy crap if you're coming out to vegas stay at circa we can't recommend it enough if you're out here for broncos raiders oh, abs golden knights pac-12 tournament book your stay with code dnvr20 get 20 percent off yeah dnvr20 20 percent off circa resort and casino all righty guys we're back here segment two let's talk about the guys we're going to start with Jalen pickett here um Here's the thing on rewatch. <laughs> Here's the thing on rewatch. Very first play. So he's guarding power, the power forward in the game. Way, well out of position. Seven, seven inches of height he's giving up. Plus, like, it was a long-rangey guy. Um, Mohamed Gay, I think his name was. Mohamed Gay. Long-rangey guy. He, on the very first two plays, and I'll probably post these. I don't know if I'll do a list or something like that, but I'm going to post these plays so you guys can see him. Elite recognition on how to defend multiple actions as a role defender. How many point guards coming out of college know how to play a big position on the flight? Because he guards guard. Like in the first game, he guarded a guard. Second game, they're like, hey, we need you to play power forward. And he knew how to guard pick and roll as a, as a big yeah, I, at, I noticed that, at an elite level. And I'm telling you, I'm going to post both of these, but first one was like show on a ball screen, show on the on yeah. a different guy that was cutting through, yep. recover to show on a second one, switch off and then switch back quickly and communicate. Like he was, I think it was Peyton Watson that he like basically grabs and says like, no, you need to come over here. His yeah. team defense and team defensive recognition is at an elite level for a incoming rookie. And I think... When we when Michael Malone hops on the phone or hops on the broadcast and says that we have guys in here that are like NBA ready, what they mean by that is less about the skill set and more about like their IQ. Are they able to read? When I watch that, I go, Michael Malone's going to love this dude because he just understands the nuances and complex complications of team defense. Yeah, and he's doing that on the defensive end as a guard where he's stepping out onto them and they they look comfortable. They look comfortable with having them there, and they're also yeah. he's seeing it before it happens. As a rookie, yep. um, and that's as the point guard, so you're going to see that on the offensive end when that finally comes to him. And this is just all natural. Like, he's staying the, the court right there with just just being a, a high IQ player, um, just being able to, to, to read um, what's happening. And you also got to know that he's dumbing it down for his teammates just because it is summer league, just because it is coming so um, so quickly to him. So 
yeah, that is something that just stands out um, on first watch. We haven't got to the shot, but that also is just so. We'll get, that's the next one. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Um, but yeah, you just you have to love that um, from a smaller guard who's able to hold his own and, um, on yeah. both ends. And Wind, here's the thing I keep thinking about because if you think about lineups. Christian Brown also had this as an incoming rookie. It's what makes him good, right? Is he has the physical tools to be this that, that Jalen Pickett doesn't have, but also that his, he was such a low-mistake player for where he was. If you think about how do you build a non-Jokic lineup with the Nuggets that makes sense and can be successful? Let's get a mini-Jokic. Well, okay. But what, you, but what really is you need to get stops. You need to be a defensive lineup that doesn't get scored on and then play in transition. Well, he's great in transition as an offensive player, yeah. and I think – while we're going to get to his weaknesses as a defender because there are some loud ones, as a team defender, he's a really good guy that's not going to make mistakes. And I think that that pairs really, really nicely with a Christian Brown and, in theory, a Zeke Naji, a Vlako Chanchar, a Peyton Watson, other guys that you could say, I could see that being a great team defensive lineup. Yeah. And when you're a young player coming into the league, team defense is a lot of times the toughest thing to master. Like that is the thing that keeps a lot of young guys from just getting on the floor. I mean, think back to like Michael Porter Jr.'s team defense when he came into the league as a rookie. Think think about a lot of the other young guys that have come through the Nuggets system. That's usually like one of the last things that clicks and and eventually gets you on the floor. So the fact that Jalen Pickett already has just a great Mm -hmm. mastery of team defense and defensive principles and just knowing how to move and, and operate on that end of the floor, that's going to help him get, get him on the court yeah. very, very quickly. Because, like, Michael Malone, he was watching the game yesterday courtside. Like, he will pick up on that stuff, and that will help him trust Jalen Pickett a lot, I think, early in his career. When you're one pass away, Eric, like, you can get – if you are guarding your guy and you go over to one pass away to stunt on the driver – you're leaning towards the ball, and then the kickout pass, you can't recover in time. He has really good anticipation about, I know, like, before the pass gets made and he's a pass away, yeah. he's like, this guy, if he drives, I need to get jam that spot so I only have one direction. He did that a couple times in this game where I was like, man, that was so perfect. Like, he anticipated exactly the angle yeah. of the drive so he didn't get beat on the closeout. Yeah, I, I actually was picking up on this, like, being because I had a pretty good view. We were in the front row. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, the like, the... I just saw, yeah, he kind of like floated back. A guy came off of the pick and roll. He, yeah, like you're saying. Jammed it. Jammed it. He, I mean, he he was just sort of like not on a guy, but he was in the right place to switch over. I I, I noticed all of those. uh, I mean, I don't know the words. But 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 I I noticed. Yes, I noticed like what, how he was allowing himself to be he was like water he was flowing to where he needed to be nobody was was getting uh, access to the lane he was cutting them off um the one thing the one thing i'm just i hope that we see in this next game i like want to know what it looks like when he is running the offense at that speed that he runs it at Um, my concern is that there's not dynamic uh playmakers to go along with him and so if the play takes so long to set up even if you get a good like establishment in the lane and then you get the kick out and you don't have somebody to knock down the shot it's all for naught so i'm right. i'm like a little that's the only thing that gives me pause with him is that he has that same sort like in the other thing that i've noticed about him is he's a really really good communicator like he's, he's a leader he, yeah he truly is he's yelling at guys he's pushing guys he's like yeah. He's really like in that 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 place that you want him to be. He's total general, yeah. You know what he's doing this morning? I don't know if you've been on Twitter. 
retweeting Colin Gillespie highlights. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's weird. <laughs> do, do you have his Twitter set to alerts? I might have his Twitter set yeah, to alerts. Yeah, just everyone, uh, everyone here, go on Twitter and see if any of us have retweeted Adam Mara's tweets. <laughs> Definitely <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Definitely not happening. Um, no, but the guy really is like a little floor general out there on those kind of things. And I'll tell I mean, obviously, I, I have... I'm not going to say no concerns about that, the part that you just stressed, but I, I have almost no concerns with him because we have seen it again in pockets, usually at the end of game, which right. is the only well, chance. When he, when he becomes a scorer. It's and scored. they're shooters. Yeah, like do the, yeah. but in, I'm saying in the construct of the actual Nuggets, will that be viable? Are there enough shooters on our second like, unit that can support such a unique style of play? I don't know. If I, the answer is yes you know what's not. funny? I think his style of play is less unique too. Like, it's, he's a pick and roll player. He's a pick and roll. He's, 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 he's a hooper. He's a hooper. It's the speed at which he plays, which is wholly unique. Like I don't think I've ever seen it before outside of Andre Miller. I don't know. And am I the Nikola Jokic? No, well, but, honestly, but Kyle Lowry. I think is actually an interesting comp too, because Kyle Lowry plays at that speed as well and is very effective with it. Also, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, He I, plays his own version of booty ball, the biggest ass yeah. in all the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that's what we talk about, right? And it's like a real weapon to him because of it, because he has like extra ability to hit you. It's right. a crazy weapon. We yeah. form quarter. We got to keep it moving because I want to get to all of these guys. The other part, you mentioned it, Dev. The shooting looks great. And here's what I think. When guys shoot first, they're considered good shooters. And when they shoot second, they're like, I don't know if he's a good shooter. He shot 38% last year from three on three and a half a game. But guess what? He almost never takes it as the first option. It's almost always the second, third, or fourth option to him. And I think that's why he gets the label. But we've seen him in this... Both games now look extremely comfortable taking the threes when they've presented themselves to him. I want to um, give him credit because it, it's something that he continues. Like, it looks like he's working on. Like, the shot looks it's, – it's a perfect shot. I think he's going <laughs> in every single time. And he looks like he's being aggressive on getting the shot. What's different about him is he's creating the shot for himself off of the pick and roll. So he's going to be able to have those nights where even if it's contested, he, he – Forms enough space where he could get the, get the shot off himself, um, but also you don't have to rely on him running a play for him to get it going. Right. Um, he's doing step backs. He's doing like you know in your grill, um, and that's just things that he's working on himself. So um, it is great to just see how good of a shooter he really is, yeah. and that's something that he's going to be able to do, especially if he's playing off ball because yeah. we're seeing it right now that he can play off ball, and if he's just going to just knock it down like that with all of the attention that another guard is going to get at the NBA level and the spacing that he's going to be able to create, if he can consistently get that, yeah. that's just going to open up the floor even more for him. What, when, what do you think of the shot? Do you, uh, it looks great. I mean, I don't have any complaints about it. Looks good from two. Looks good off the yeah. dribble. Looks so good glad you brought that up. I actually love the mid-range. Looks good from three. Yeah. I mean, he's been – ridiculously consistent through two games. I'm looking at the box scores now. Two of four and two of three? Five three? baskets in both games. Two threes in both games. Five assists in both games. Yeah. So we've seen the official game. Mr. That's consistent. This is what you can... Yeah, that that like is what a game from This is Jaylen what you Pickett should expect like. yes. from Jalen Pickett at Summer League. I, I bet you he has a game that's significantly above those numbers because I think they're going to let him play... I, I honestly think, because even talking to coaches and stuff yesterday, I think you even got a sense of like, all right, we might have to mix up this rotation because we want to see these guys do it. I actually think Denver's going to play differently in game three than they have in game one. Yeah, real fast. That's I mean, I they're 0-2, gonna... so they should probably mix something <laughs> well, up. Well, I was just going to say that. We're like, with Grant Golden not playing so they could get a different look at you know other guys on the team. Do you think that they do that with the guys they already have just to see if, you know, if we sit Colin for one game, 
you know, Colin and Julian and just see how they work, you know, the other two work. Or we're going to sit Peyton and, you know, Colin for this game and just see how that would – do you think that's something that they'll, like, employ just to see would, if they could do it I later? would be surprised if they just full out sat one of those guys. Like, they – Sack Grant Golden because I think they I think they know what they have in Grant Golden and they just wanted to see Amir Sims play those minutes and get a look he at him. He did good too, Amir Sims. He did yeah, we'll uh, intriguing, but um, I would I think the right move would be to just split those guys up. I agree. Uh, not just bench one for an entire game, but just start one of them and bring the other one off the bench and and have them play opposite of each other yeah. exclusively. I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Peyton sat the last game, just because it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. common the last game that you sit some yeah. main yeah. You're like, oh, let's give this guy who joined our summer league team but has played zero minutes some playing time. <laughs> and I also do think there's one <laughs> – there is one player that I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't play in game three or four, and that's Ishmael Kamagate. Not for any reason – I mean, he's going back to Europe next year, so there's part of this is like we're not in a rush anyway. Um, but as also, I do think there's something to – Kamagate, Golden, and Sims are three very different bigs. And I think part of yesterday was, let's see what it looks like with a more defensive-minded. But Grant Golden, great offensive player. Sims, a better defensive player. And I just think it's like, hey, let's give different looks, different types of bigs to see how that affects the game. Last thing I have on pickup for the positives is he really does bully everyone, and he bullied Manic. Manic is like bigger, like, I don't know, 6'8". 250, 260, and he had the play where he got to the rim. He actually missed the shot. Just He just missed it. He just smoked it. But he mm. bumps him and bumps him off the block. Dude. And that's a big dude. I mean, booty ball is, is powerful. Like, there's there's a lot behind he, it. He really, he, really, he really is a strong player. Yeah. But when we talk about his defense, so I'm very high on him as a team defender. One, if perhaps my biggest concern, when teams ISO him, he his physical tools really come out. Uh, there's two times where, where his size really is noticeable. One is on ISO, and somebody got an and one ISO where they kind of walked to the restricted area, shot it, and he got a, a touch foul. And I think that you think about, like, at the NBA level, there are good point guards off the bench who are just good ISO players. And I wonder how he'll be as an ISO defender. That might be the Achilles heel of him in yeah. some playoff match. It won't be every one. But, you know, you run into, a, like, a Jamal Crawford type, and it's like, oh, man, that's the one thing he can't guard. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I worry about that. And then the second part is you notice on closeouts, he rotates so well, he's quick, he plays hard, but sometimes he gets a hand up, and if it's like a 6'8", 6'9", shooter, it has almost no impact. It's like Michael Porter shoots over guys yeah. closing him out. Everybody's Michael Porter's size compared to him when he's closing out. So those are the two things defensively that I think I'm so high on his skill set I think he's a backup point guard in the NBA at his ceiling, mm -hmm. and that's why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you even saw it last night. I mean, guys can just get to a spot and rise up and, and fire over him. Yeah. And, um, I mean, nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. How concerning is it to you, though, D-Line? Uh, I don't I, – I, at this exact moment in time, I'm having a hard time – envisioning him as an NBA player like really I don't think I mean I, that, that's not to say that I don't think he can play in the NBA I just am, am having a hard time in, in envisioning his game on the NBA context in the NBA context so I I don't like really feel like I can say anything definitively I just like, have to see it it's just like so unique there's so many things that are like just I, I don't know of any I mean there's like weird amalgamation comps we can make um, and there are things that he does well that feel similar to other guys, but I, I just have to see it. I just because I, I I don't know, I don't quite get it yet. You know what I mean, 
I, I again, I know people are some people are. I think most people are just interested. Plus, I always, I always tell I'm people like super interested. I, I also tell people like I don't hedge my takes for people. Or I don't like give them to like appease or like how people want to hear the excitement. Like no man, I like this guy and I'm yeah. very confident that he's going to work out. And I'm just going to talk about him like I think about him. Sure, Dev. How about the size In part? In the nude. <laughs> and the, the size part, though, like, how big of a concern is that for you? <laughs> what? I, I don't think that it's as big of, um, you know, like, it doesn't worry me as much because he's made it to this level at that. And also, um, he works hard enough and he's smart enough to, like, make it work in different ways. Also, um, he's so He's young in the sense of he does not have NBA experience yet, but he's going to learn things. Like, he's not actually young, but he's going to learn things, you know, on That's the fly. True. He's going to learn. People are going to put him in better situations, Some and craft. he just picks it up so quickly that yeah. it's like, oh, okay, that's a tool that I could use. That's, you know, something that yeah. makes it a little bit easier for me. So um, I do think that he has a long way to go, but also I think that it's going to be faster for him than other people. I think that's the one thing that I can like really point to is that he's very like again like he's very poised and he's obviously very like uh cerebral in the way that he plays that like anybody that plays at his speed would have to be, you know, he's sort of like looking for things that other people aren't seeing and looking for things to unfold. I feel like he has this is not in any way too big for him. I mean, summer league, but th- it is too big for some people. And yeah. he just looks like a guy that had like he doesn't look very flappable. So I like all of that stuff. I just I'm I just I have to see it, man. I just gotta see it, you know. All right, to wrap up, and then we'll take a break. Basketball IQ and all around skill to me are his number one number one trait. Just feel for the game, yeah. you know. That's his number one trait. His weakness, size, and one on one defense. So if I were to say it, I feel confident saying those are going to be true in every game mm-hmm. and maybe the scales, you know, of what's more influential on hit the outcome will move, but that's it. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get to Peyton Watson and Julian. Str- I can't wait to talk about Julian Strother. This is the first time I feel like I have takes about Julian Strother. Excited for it. Guys, if you need tickets to concert shows, sporting events, make sure to check out the game time app. Buying tickets to your favorite <laughs> event should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have Uh, make sure to download the game time app create an account use the code dnvr for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply terms apply oh my god you thought you were gonna get anything without terms applying terms do do apply but again create an account Redeem code DNVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Concert shows, sporting events, summer league, nuggets, Broncos, Avs, Rockies, whatever you need. Game time has you covered. Make sure to download the app. Create an account. Use code DNVR. $20 off your first purchase with game time. Also, make sure to check out Breckenridge Brewery, the official uh. beer of DNVR. It is the summer. Make sure you got some Mountain Beach Sours chilling in your fridge. I'm going to have some chilling in my uh, old belly here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, check out all our favorites from Breck Brew, of course, Mountain Beach Sour. Avalanche Amber, Vanilla Porter Jr., Juice Drop IPA. They got good company hard seltzers as well. Something for everybody at Breckenridge Brewery. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, go to their website, breckbrew.com. Check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. Tells you where to get Breckenridge Brewery. No matter where you are, just type in your zip code. It'll bring up a whole list of stores you can go to buy Breck Brew. Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour. All right, we're back. 
All right, let's get in real quick. I want to just do Ishmael Kamagate because we got we to gotta be a little bit quicker on some of these guys here. Um, best skill, and he actually has a skill that I think is really good. It's his shot blocking as a help side defender. He blocks some shots where he really covers ground, gets up, and is athletic. And I think that when you talk about a prospect, I'm sure that's why they drafted him is you're like, man, this guy has that weak side mobility and timing and everything to do that. It hasn't shined as much as maybe you would like, although he has had some blocks in, in each of the games. Um, he does roam a little bit too much. There was one play where he overhelped, and they didn't get punished because it's summer league and guys don't know how to make skip passes, but he like doubled where he was clearly not supposed to be the guy and something else happened on the play that didn't involve him. Um, so shot blocking to me, the strength, the weakness, rebounding, rebounding. rebounding, man. He got murdered on the boards for a guy that has no reason to be murdered on the boards. And then second, just feel for the game in general. Just like he's really raw he still. enjoyed a uh, plate full of buttery croissants right before the game. Could not <laughs> hang on to the basketball. Sliding right out of his fingers. Need, if Ismael Kamagate is going to become an NBA player. He needs to get mean. Like he yes! needs to get tough Bro, I don't and physical. He's he's too nice out there, man. This, he's got to uh, get nasty. By the way, I'm a I'm back. I'm not not out on Wembenyama. I'm not not in. He had a <laughs> I've not actually seen him play well yet. <laughs> Apparently he played pretty well, but he and Kamagate coming from the same league it's just like the most polite league in the world. Like, well, <laughs> you know, was also in that league. Everyone's like, oh, may I have this rebound? Who was also in that league, Amir Sims. He, oh. And the word on Amir Sims was that is he that bullied the hell out of him. He was the only guy <laughs> who <laughs> shut down Victor Wembanyama at all last year in the French. Then league. I, I can imagine you could just go in and he's got some nasty to him. Okay. But yeah, because he is so aggressive. But the thing with Kamagate is, he, he, first off, he's just not as. You know, he doesn't play the the way that he's supposed to play. He's supposed to be a mobile big, 6'11", that, you know, he's so big that he uses his size. We haven't been seeing that, and it's just because he is so raw. Like, yeah. I just feel like he's kind of lost out there, but he's just – he knows how to move his feet. He knows where to be. He knows how to get to those spots. He just doesn't have the mechanics to grab a rebound or to just box a guy out and use his size and, you know, move him out of the way. Um, once he becomes aggressive – that's when you're going to see like doors open for him. But you take a flyer, you take a chance on that because if it does hit eventually, um, you know that's going to change it. I do hope that they move him leagues this year where he gets to go around guys that are going to be more aggressive. He's playing in Italy next year. No, put him in Serbia, man. Like, <laughs> put him next to Dante Exum on yeah. the and Partizan. Yeah, get him yeah. in the Derby. Yeah, but really, you just you want him to be around other guys that they're banging all practice. You know, like they're. Well, He's, now he's going to go from eating croissants to eating pasta. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's not physical with him. Yeah. I really think that it's just raw and mental, yeah, and right. he'll, he'll be able to be a little bit more uh, aggressive, and that's where it, it'll go. Guess where Sims is from? Oh, no. Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I he mean, goes he, to the France he, League and is like, oh, these guys don't make with Hunter Tyson. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen that Norm MacDonald SNL sketch where it's like Christian trivia, but they all they get the answer first and then they all confess whether they knew it or not? <laughs> and he's he's learned the loophole. You just lie. It's like Sims. That's he goes amazing. to France and he's like, the loophole. You just push these guys this and they think it's wrong. I'm telling you, this is like what it's like when guys from the East Coast move to Colorado and they're like, Everyone's just nice, so you can just like, take whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And we're like, well, <laughs> um, so anyway, Kamagate, that's the, the wrap on him. Let's get to Peyton Watson. Um, for me, defensive playmaking 
and I phrase it this way because I would I want to say defense, but I don't think it is. I think it's defensive playmaking. He makes big time defensive plays. He just doesn't always play great defense all around. So defensive playmaking to me. And then I think I don't know what I would say here. Fundamental uh, fundamentals, I think, would be the weakness, or just like he's just so raw. Like, and what I mean by that is, I have a clip. I have a sequence of four plays, I believe, in a row. On one, he makes an unbelievable like show pick and roll, shows the ball to get the defender up, gets around and gets a layup. Next play, similar, almost identical sequence, gets the ball, dribbles, jump stops like eight like eight feet in the air. And shoots a f- air ball that goes four feet too long. And you think, how did you just make the most fundamentally sound show and go for a layup? And on the next play, you air ball because your footwork was so terrible. And then on the very next play, step back jumper drains it. And you're just like, man, great footwork, great play. Terrible footwork, horrible play. Great footwork. Uh, he's just so inconsistent with his fundamentals right now. Yeah, he needs to get back to the basics. And I think that right now he's trying to showcase too many different things all at the same time. Like, because he's a, a, a guy of full of flash. Yeah. Like, and it's yep. because it's athleticism where he stands out most. He's an athletic defender. I don't think he's just like a lockdown defender, but he has the mechanics where he moves really well. Um, he could stop somebody point of attack. He has the size. But now if he gets back to the basics of learning, you know, basketball in different ways or how to uh, adjust to the NBA speed um, and using his size and things like that, he's going to be great. I think that he's going to be a very, very good NBA player. But right now he isn't because he just is like going off of only athleticism. So I'm excited to see him with another year of having to learn the NBA speed and um, adjustments and things of that nature. But I just feel like they wanted it to be done right now um, and fast and, and quicker. And even if you look at like Aaron Gordon, when they interviewed him after to get me, he said that he was there for Peyton Watson. Right. Yeah. Like, so, like the other guys, that's like their see little it. brother. Yeah, that's their brother. He's been with them for a year, and then they see those flashes and what he can be. But he just has to. Um, I feel like it just takes more time of just learning it and like the small things that's going to make him a great player. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say because it, it also is defensive fundamentals too that wax and wane with him. And you know, Harrison, whenever you if you're playing basketball and you're trying to work on a new move, the first layer is the footwork so you can recognize when the player does this, how do I get oh right foot forward? How do I attack it? How do I set it up? And then you're going slow. It's almost like a ballet. You're just working on the footwork. And then you're trying to do it at full speed. And then the last step is recognizing in real time. like So you're not thinking of it. It's like your body is an extension of your mind. So Peyton, to me, is in the phase right now where I, he's probably in between where he still needs to learn some of the footwork, but also like it's not firing fast enough. There was a pick and roll where he caught it with the wrong foot. So when he, when a guy like iced the double high pick and roll, he was supposed to use it. And instead he rejected it, but rejected it in a way that didn't create separation because he was on poor footwork. So it's stuff like that, where those are decisions that happen in milliseconds, but when you when it's second nature, you don't think about it. It just happens. Na- it's a feel. You just naturally know it. That's where he's at right now. He's not feeling the little details that will unlock his offensive game, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. His highs are so high, and you watch those, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to easily be in the rotation. Like He yeah. can easily play 10, 15 minutes a game next season. Right. He could definitely play the Christian Brown role. Like That's what you think about when you see his highs, the great defensive plays he makes in transition – um, some of his drives to the rim and, and attacking bigs and getting to the line. And then he has some lows, and you're like, oh, I can definitely see why Michael Malone would not trust this guy next season. And so I, I think for him it's just about being more steady and, 
and more consistent and bringing just the effort and execution every single play. Um, I think he's shown some some really good flashes and, and like I can I definitely see him like I, I see the I see the future like I, I yeah. see the type of impact he can make next season. Yeah. He's just got to be consistent. He, he's got to be more consistent and bring just a, a steadier approach yeah. night to night if he wants to play, you know, a similar role to what Christian Brown did last year. And Eric, it's but to me it's body control because he has moments of body control mm-hmm. that are so impressive. The thing I'm the play I'm thinking about from yesterday, he's driving with left with his left hand and he kind of shoots across his body mm-hmm. so the defender kind of passes him and he just lays it in and that's a tough like yeah. driving left, stopping and shooting right so your momentum's going two directions is hard to do and he made it look so effortless. And you yeah. think that's elite body control but then he had another play where he just traveled they caught the ball and just walked That's poor basketball control yeah Yeah. with me i still don't know what he's good at on offense like i don't know what his his even i like what i can look to to be like oh that's gonna be his calling card other than him just being like super athletic and like him being able to finish and him being able to sort of like i just don't think he's ever going to be a focal point of your offense there's just no way because he just is he's got a shot sort of but it's kind of like when aaron gordon has an open three it's like you don't want him to shoot it sometimes it works out like i think he, peyton watson's kind of the same thing i don't think it, i have a hard time imagining us ever being able to feel like really comfortable with any shot of his other than something at the rim but i do know that he did play in the nba last year and he played really just defensively he played a lot of help side he came in helped block shots things like that that like that's the part that's ready to go when his motor i just kind of think like that will be his role in the nba and he's going to get more and more i can't imagine him being like that much of a point of attack defender like he'll probably be on a wing or something guys that don't necessarily create their own shot anyway um his is going to be where he's sagging in he's around the rim again he's doing help side stuff mm-hmm. he's he's rotating he's just helping to like kind of lock down the area around the rim which even just his presence is enough um this is just like summer league is silly for a player like him it's just like because it just puts him in weird positions where you're like to explore his game yeah dude it's like the zeke Naji thing last year but this is a way less pronounced than that but it's like situations where you're like that is there's like Peyton Watson's never going to break a guy down doing three or four crossovers when Jokic is on the court or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. – but I just think more than anything for him, it's just getting confidence, more and more reps, being – you know, like not feeling like he wants to show out every time he's on a basketball court. Like he's confident and secure in his position on the team and then he can just like really focus on the stuff that he's good at summer league worst place for him in that way just the worst i mean he's looked great like you say flashes very high like thinking plays not great shooting okay uh, you know and then he does have a tendency in in these two games or has shown a tendency to sort of like press in a way that was like he's pressing to impress yeah. like he wants to flat he's like oh, i gotta do something i haven't done anything in a while yeah so it's like i'm already like i'm already in on P- i i wouldn't mind if they just shut him down took him out like i know that he is capable and will actually excel at the next level doing glue guy stuff you know which is the this is not glue, this is not a glue guy league i hope they do not shut him down because well, um like, really, the only way that he's going to get better is with reps. Like, that's know, the only like, way. It, this is like 
Zeke Najee had three games. And he's like, oh, we got to get him Nagy another one. Zeke Najee doesn't have it in him, though. Peyton does. Yeah. I don't know if he doesn't have well, it in well, him. Well, Zeke? Yeah, I don't know if he does. You think what Zeke has shot creation in him? Uh, in uh, He has shot creation and that he can make shots. But no. Yeah, that's I don't, shot but I, don't think, I don't think that Zeke, or Zeke, that Peyton. Peyton has like real NBA level shot creation. I, I think there's a possibility for him it's too, possible, like a real possible. But, but he doesn't have it right now, but there are, like I said, man, there's some plays, like even that step back jumper looks so smooth and you go, man, is this guy a smooth pull up jump shooter? And the answer is no, but it is operator? in him. Like he has to refine the footwork yeah. so that it's second right. nature. But even if he gets those reps of just like defending different type of young players, like there's right. going to be like, you know, fast guards, there's yeah. going to be stronger guards. There's going to, you know, there's different types of things. Like he's going to get those reps that he was not getting because he wasn't playing in the G League, like G League last year. He's not going to get them from just practicing with the Nugget squad right now. So I do think that like he needs this right now, especially as a, like a um, the guy and also as the best defender um, and just trying to see those type I'll of things. So that, yeah. I do want him to just continue to, to grow and just get as much time in as he can. Yeah. Alright, we got to keep it along. Let's take our last break. On the other side, Strother, Gillespie, Tyson. We'll see if we can't get through all of them. Maybe we'll just get through Strother <laughs> and Tyson. I bet we can. Get through them. Okay. <laughs> kind Love was one of the first Spencers in Colorado uh, established comes, in 2010. Tell me about that. Cultivating. Sweet, sweet. Keith! Some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. You guys know about the turbo joint. 0.7 grams of whole bud combined with 0.3 grams of turbo keef. Yeah! Turbo keef! <laughs> Ridiculously potent, burns significantly smoother than other infused pre-rolls on the market. It's not going to melt or be messy in your car this summer. It burns slower and is so much more flavorful, too. You can get the turbo joint with turbo keef at Kind Love. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR. Get the DNVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Kind Love flour, pre-rolls, and their turbo joint line. Visit their website, kindlove.com. Browse their extensive menu. You can order online as well. You can also pop into their store in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Again, mention DNVR. Get the DNVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Kind Love flour, pre-rolls, and their turbo joint line. Also, shout out Illegal Pete's this episode of the DMVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. It's your go-to spot this summer. Uh, you ready for the longest happy hour around? 3 to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 Illegal Pete's locations. An incredible deal, an incredible happy hour. Stop by after work, enjoy a few extra margs on the patio dude. at their happy hour prices. There's no better way to kick off your summer. Start off with a little Turbo Keefe. Oh, Head on over man. to the old uh, patio at Illegal Pete's. Pick up the official DNVR Illegal Pete's crossover shirt. Yeah, that will be a legendary shirt. I mean, when you think back on the playoffs, I'll yeah. think back to that shirt. Uh, the 2003 Avalanche playoff shirt. Not as iconic to what I mean. <laughs> Less iconic. Uh, legal piece. 3 to 8 p.m. happy hour every single day at all 12 Legal Peace locations. All righty, final segment here, and we got to give the people what they want. You know what they want, guys? Uh, Hunter Tyson hype. Uh, they want to hear about the uh, menace uh, from Monroe. You know, Monroe menace. you know what I am? Hunt. The people. I want it too, man. What'd you say? Hunt. 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 Oh, yeah, Hunt. Hunt. Hunter. They um, call me Hunt. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start off with his strengths here. And here's what's funny, man. He had the most, besides Pickett, I think he had the most like things I could stack here and the hardest to do the negatives for. I'm going to say 
I settled on shooting. I think shooting <laughs> might be his best his best skill, but shooting. you could shooting. <laughs> we just have everything we say. It's like Marcus Howard. Now we're shooting. just every time we talk about him, we Marcus. have to do it in country. Yeah, shooting. At I'd least, say I say he's a good shoot. At least, at, least, shooting. at least he's actually from the country. Mar- yeah. Marcus <laughs> Howard. We don't even know if he's been to Boston. <laughs> yeah. uh, off ball reads, I think, is another part because part of shooting is can you get open because you know the, the spacing. I think his off ball reads are really well. And then his motor, man, like his motor probably comes in third, but it stood out too. The guy just plays hard. I, all three of those things to me have stood out. The surprise, though, Dev. His handle, man, he had a couple nice drives in this one, and I don't think he has a dynamic handle, but he handle, but he has a straight live drive that when we talk about off-ball reads, well, if they overplay you, can you just punish them? And he, I think he can. He's just a, a shocker for me, like in every way. Um, in this one, he showed that he's uh, he's able to just like be in the background and just work hard off the ball. And then they finally were like, hey, Hunter, you need to shoot the ball. And he's like, oh, okay, then I'm going to be aggressive. <laughs> and then he goes and scores. Um, he goes and puts the ball in the ground. But he's he's showing that he can be a complete player, and he doesn't need to shoot the ball every time. or He doesn't have right. to have the ball in his hands, but he can make that happen. And you talked about it earlier. He is going to be better when other good players are around him because you're not expecting those things from him because he has a, um, a polished game. He is an older guy that you know plays mature. He, he really is as balanced as you can get as a, as a player right now, and he's only going to get better. Um, so it was great to see that he can shoot the ball, which we already seen. Um, he competes on both ends of the floor, trash talker, love it, <laughs> confident. And then also he can dribble. So, like, he's just really balanced. I don't even know if it's trash talk. He just hypes himself. He like, does. He's, yeah. an emo- he's an emotion-driven player. <laughs> he plays with emotion he's and, a trash talker and like, passion. Yeah, he's a trash talker like uh, me and Adam on those blackjack tables last oh, night. Oh, man, we were yeah. talking we're like, trash. Give it to me! Get it. We, weren't, we weren't trash talking the dealer. dealer. No. We were, she was lovely. We were, we were in cahoots. <laughs> lovely dealer. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say lovely? I would say. Uh, um, he also like, you know, like you tap your head or three or this or that. I feel like all of those things he does, he does so hard that he's going to hurt himself. It's because he <laughs> like just, when you do this, but God, he hits man. himself. Like, he, just, <laughs> he just blacks out. <laughs> he really does. He blacks out during the game, and he just like he's out of control. <laughs> he is like a football fan or something, you know, where yeah. you're like, he's oh, just going crazy. <laughs> I love this dude's energy. People need to watch him close up because I watched when I watch these on TV. You see him celebrate, but it kind of just seems like normal. When you see him in person, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like he like he like so hits funny. a layup and then just like smacks his head against <laughs> the stanchion. Yeah, he's a lunatic. I, I love know. it. I yeah. love this yeah, dude. He's possessed. I really actually love him a lot. Also, he's fantastic. <laughs> I really love. He's. I love his confidence. I just like. Again, I was not. I had no expect. You're the shocker. I had no expectations for him in any way i was like oh we got a third guy we That's got cool. tyler light and sweet whatever Turns yeah I, like, I didn't nope. i mean i didn't i didn't think one way or the other and then he's just been such a goddamn revelation and i love he's like that he has like that white guy haircut where he doesn't care what happens to it oh man his hair is <laughs> out of control yeah i like that i like that you just kind of let like it's you can right. see how his game is going based on how yeah. crazy his hair has gotten yeah you're right actually this is he definitely gets his hair cut at great clips oh, totally. like, what do you want he's like the boys cut yeah, just yeah, like, like, i don't know cut. a little bit off the sides or no but no he's just like <laughs> cut it in a shape and then i'll let my day uh determine what it is yeah it is. He yeah. just never cared about his hair. Before. No, um, never once. I love that about him. He's great. Too. Defensive foot speed. So I think defensively, he switched out on Bufkin, who was like lightning quick. By the way, 
A little too much love for Buffkin on the timeline. The guy was six of nineteen. Sko Buffkin, he made but, him like but all, he's a bucket. But he's a bucket. He made him like a couple in a row with like crazy shake like shots, and they were sexy. But he Ooh. also like he had so many bad shots. Yeah, that, his like, high was high. That's high. what well, it was. His high was high. That's how a summer league game yeah. works. If you yeah. do something good, you flash, and then everything else falls by the way. So but, it doesn't yeah. matter. But Just Hunter, do something good in the first minute. Get a flash and then do yeah. whatever Hold you want. Real to quick on the the flash. So we didn't talk about it with Peyton Watson, but he like eliminated AJ Griffin completely. Yeah. Like, that he didn't, he wasn't a standout. It had to go to right. to, to Buffkin. So that is a, a solid thing that I just want to add there. Yeah, Sorry. that's a great point. <laughs> but but Hunter also guarded him twice in a row, basically Buffkin, quick guard, and he huh. did a great job. Got contested contested him really well. I think one he actually tipped or blocked, and then the other one he just made him shoot a brick that didn't even hit the rim. So he did a good. He's been better defensively than I expected. The one thing I'll say. Open court defense, he's been cooked like four or five times in this when he's like on a fast break because I do think there's a limitation to his foot speed, and that was what I put as his, his weakness. I don't know if he'll ever be an elite defender because of it, but I do think similar to Pickett, I think he can be a very good team defender, yeah. but he might get ISO'd against like quicker players. Um, to move on now, we got to go to Strother. I'm excited to talk about him. So Strother hasn't made shots in this. And that's the easiest binary thing when you're a shooter. Like, if, if he would have made four, five, six more threes between the two games, we might be talking about him as a good player. The one thing I'll say, and I said it earlier, oh, the block at the rim, by the way, was a fantastic block, laid himself out. I think he made a conscious decision tonight to try to just make hustle play. I mean, he knocked himself out nearly, like, hitting <laughs> his head on the ground. I think he made a conscious decision to try to be a good hustle player, and he succeeded in that. Um, I wish he made more shots. The one thing I'll say is he looks really tall. When I talk about guys that are on side, Strother's tall. He really is 6'7". And that's the appeal. Did you stare him down? Stared him, him up? Sized him up, dude. Okay. Dan stared him down. There both. you have it. 6'7". Six, uh, seven. Six, he really is tall and long. And the appeal is that he's going to be long enough to guard twos. Well, what's happening right now? He's guarding threes, and he's just a normal size three. And I really do want to see what he looks like at the two. Is he quick enough? And you know, what, what, how, does Denver start to rebound well? Because he's a good rebounder, but he hasn't been in this. So I feel like he is the guy who we are least going to get a good sense of how good or bad he can be because of that. And it's unfortunate, but I at least really appreciated the effort he gave into game two because I feel like that's the one thing when things aren't going well for you, it's like, well, at least I can hustle. I do love the, um, that he adds different parts of his game because – other guys, they go one of nine from three, and they're known as a shooter. They hang their head. He yeah. does not. He's still going to shoot. He has that confidence every single time. And he's kind of like MPJ. Like, whenever he shoots it, I think that it's going in mm. because it looks so beautiful, and he's just he's going to stay aggressive throughout the entire game. Um, but also, um, he, he is going to try. He is an effort guy, um, at least right now. I don't know if he's just trying to show it for, for Summer League, but he's – you know, getting the the extra pass um, when he can. He's you know hurting himself. He 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 was ready to continue to play with blood gushing down his face, right? Because he's like, I, I'm I'm in this, and you don't see that from a shooter. Um, you know that they they would have called a timeout. I'm done. I don't want right. to play right now. But he's just like, hey, I'm ready to compete um, the entire time. So those are like small intangibles that you are. You don't have to teach those things. He was ready to to still compete the entire time, and I love that from him. I feel like in every summer league, we talk about how smaller guys are having to play up a position. <laughs> so true. There's just never enough big like, guys. What, what was the thought on the construction of this team? They're yeah, like, well, we just they didn't like, have any bigs. <laughs> we just asked some guys. That, that's why no. I feel like we, should, we need a pool of players, 6'8 and above, that 
everybody just gets one of them for their uh, team. I think so. Like they're, they're like uh, golf clubs you rent at the course. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just show up to summer league. There's a like, pool of 20 big. 20 big men <laughs> that just come from all over the world and descend on Las Vegas. And then before each game, you just get to pick one or two for your team. Uh, so everybody can play in the correct I'm gonna position. Take, I'm going to take one with the last name ends IC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then Julian Strother could play the two if that was the case. Right. I think you're right. Um, so, I, I mean, hopefully he makes some shots. Uh, this is a good test for a shooter, though. Like, confidence is a lot of shooting, and he's an extremely confident guy. Sucked from shooting so far. In this. I know. So, that's the thing. Like, but but it's in a good test because real shooters, they don't get discouraged after two bad games. Like, so real shooters miss. That's what they do. <laughs> Everybody makes it misses in different rhythm. But yeah, I am curious to see if he can have two bad games in a row and then just be on fire one game, and it would mean a lot. We want, we need that. this. Julian Strather, I know you're watching. But I also hope he gets to play the two. I mean, one of the things, like if I can construct the starting lineup for game two, Strother would be the two. You'd have one of the point guards on the court, and Strother would guard yeah. the two. And then you could put Peyton on the three and maybe Hunter at the four because I want to see him play with the good players. Hunter, uh, yeah. Hunter hasn't got to play with the good players. No, He's played the least amount Get with the good players. The coaching staff freezing him out. Freezing. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, the one we did the, you know, we did the little heat index after each game, and Strother was one we kind of, like, went back and forth on. He hustled. I appreciate it. It is difficult. You feel bad about giving a guy a lower-than grade when, yes, he was, like, very engaged, smashed his own face into the ground going after a loose oh, ball. Man. Dude, Dude, most Ruth, guys aren't playing through. I wouldn't play through I wouldn't, that. Dude, if I would be watching through. If he, I'd be done. If he's a, a millisecond <laughs> later, pool. if he's a millisecond later on that block at the rim, he is – Number one oh, on Sports Center for getting tomahawk poster, oh, but instead man. he would have gotten worse than blue balls yeah. from us. <laughs> but but instead he still went for it, yeah. got the block, and it was the best play of the entire game. I, yeah, and like I love how hard he is competing. It yeah. is just awful to watch the shot not go down for a shooter because then you're like, okay. um, hey, he was a plus five yesterday. I can't wait to see like what it looks like when he goes through like just knocking down everything, like oh, when he just gets a, a, be a beautiful thing. Like, I predicted game I, three. I think game three is a strong. Were game. they playing in game three? Uh, I should have probably looked at that before I made a pro- <laughs> I don't think it matters. Proclamation. What, what, what I'm saying, he is open every single time. He just seems like he's, you know, just not making the shots, and he's going to continue to shoot. So when he when he starts making them, I think that's going to be just a high high. Colin Gillespie's last one. We'll go quickly here. Strength, clearly pull-up shooting. He started making them yesterday. He hit them in different ways, going left, going right, off the dribble. Um, he Five threes in the game, clearly a strength of his. Yep, yep. Um, to me, size and burst are easily – like if you're going to be small, you either need to be really strong, a la Pickett, right? Like he gets to a spot through strength. Or you got to have burst or something, and I don't. He doesn't really have either of those. I mean, he is a bigger guy that he doesn't get pushed around, but he doesn't necessarily. He had a post up the other day, like an ISO post up, and he didn't move it anywhere. <laughs> he kept backing down and not moving the guy, and it's like, I, that's the thing to me. Like, can he finish at the rim? Can he even get to the rim? Um, and then I think that he is a guy that remind me. Think about how bad Jamal was. He missed a year, and it took twenty games. Well, Colin Gillespie's two games into yep. his recovery, yep. and I think that his. He has looked like a really bad passer or playmaker, and that's not at all his M.O. So I think we have to cut Colin Gillespie a lot of slack all summer league because I just think it's like, what did Jamal look like early on? He's just his timing is like, – he had some a lob pass that was horrible. He had a skip pass that was yeah. intercepted by a guy that didn't move. He's had some bad, bad playmaking, but I, I, we saw last year he's a good playmaker. Yeah, we also saw that he knocked down five threes in the game. Yeah. Like his shot was going, um, and he was generating offense – 
Um, it was just the touch for whatever reason it was off. Um, and he is coming back from an injury. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't have those turnovers, I don't think that this is a bad game from him at all. Uh, I feel like he competed. I feel like he got guys. Yeah. Um, you know, he gave him a red ball. He, he, he got guys in their set <laughs> where they were supposed to be. Um, and he just has to just work on those little things, and I think that that just changes um, things. But I love the fact that he's able to guard bigger. He's you know able to guard small guards. He's able to just compete. I, I love that. Yeah, I, the thing I like the most is that he had a really bad game first game in the first game. He came out right away and just like oh, he took a tough three and, and made right it. Up, and it was like okay, cool. I like this guy. He's a competitor. He's like not. He's not just like oh, you know, what was me. Um, he is a Philadelphia point guard. Like he is like an East yeah, Coast. Like yeah, he has, uh, he has a toughness to him. Yeah, man. And he, it's not that he has burst, but he like kind of comes in with speed and momentum every mm-hmm. time that he has the ball. He's always yeah. putting pressure on the point of the attack right away, like always. And then if that's not there, then he'll like look to kick it out. He got blocked at the rim a lot um, in both games. Well, he also worse, man. He got blocked at the rim in the first quarter. Then he passed up a wide open layup because yeah. it was in his head, yeah. which is worse. You like blocked yourself. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so there are some things, but that like he's looking to make tracks towards the rim. Ever, at least that has been the mo thus far. Is like push, put pressure on it, and then something yeah. can come from that. But like I don't think he always kind of knows what his plan is. He's like, oh, uh, I guess I'm in. Deep, I get, I got to shoot it, and just gets erased. So I don't know. Uh, but overall, like I just, I, I like the rebound that he showed between game one and game two. Um, you know, I still have hope for him. Like that's a story that I that I want to believe in. Um, I like the idea that he's undrafted, that the the front office believed enough in him yeah. that even though he got that is a good horrific story. injury yeah. that he's able to you know they stick by him and that the front office is rewarded by it because it's like honestly like a a good guy thing that they did. You know, so I, I hope that it works out. Um, well, that does it. We went a little bit, a little bit long today. Sorry. Going, uh, you know, yeah. We apologize for giving you too much content no. today. Oh, my too bad, much my Nuggets bad. conversation. Uh, we do have Dad one more day in up. Vegas. We are going to be back tomorrow. We might have a guest or two. We're going to be heading down to the arena, get some interviews, including. T- I think we're going to have this for tomorrow. Marco, uh, is it Barich? Do you know how to say his last name? I think it's Marco Barich. He's the head coach of uh, Megalex. So he's going to have, or Mega, I don't think it's Megalex anymore. Mega Basket. Uh, he should have some interesting things to Could say about Nikola yeah. and the impact Nikola has had on Serbian basketball. And and he's on the Nuggets Summer League coaching staff. And uh, you know, we love the, the connection a, here. He's got a lot to answer oh, yeah, for. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just grill him. Like, so you're 0 3 at Summer League. <laughs> We're not letting um, you off the hook. Feeling the heat yet? Is your job Hopefully on the he just line? blames another coach. That's not me. But I do think he will have a a really good perspective, you know, like a foreign guy's perspective on – he's basically – the Summer League is like Mega, right? It's young player, young prospect. So I just think he's going to have a great perspective uh, on this team as well as, of course, Jokic. And we always love hearing new backstories about Jokic and his time before he was the two-time MVP. So I look forward to that. Everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Circa. <laughs> Let's go! Hit Win that some like money. button on the way out. Let's, let's the Legacy Club. Let's go, baby.